Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hashtag no music, no intro. <laughs> what we even talk about today? I just want to play a little a juxtaposition game really quickly. If we can. Do you remember? Before the season started, I think me, you, maybe even a lot of people had just kind of maybe like rolled our eyes a little bit of all like the, like the national attention the, the Lions had, were getting, right? Yeah. It was like, oh, like they, we crowned them already. Like they, like, they had the first. Can they win? Like, can they win? <laughs> they, got the, they had to open a game against the Chiefs. Did the Lions do in that opening game against the Chiefs? Beat the Chiefs. What game? What round of the playoffs are the Lions playing in this upcoming season or the, uh, this this coming weekend? Divisional round, baby. Okay, first okay. time since nineteen ninety one, they won a playoff game. Hey, Nick, I was three. <laughs> Okay. Another little juxtaposition game, then I'm going to go back to the beginning and tie it all together. The Atlanta Falcons have interviewed in a span of like a week and a half Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh. Bill Belichick's won what? Five Super Bowls? Um, no, six, I think. I don't is it six? I think it's I think it's five because I think Tom got the six um, with the with the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Potentially, I don't know. I'm not going to look it up. Uh, Jim Harbaugh just won a national championship with Michigan. Um, was the man to bring the Niners back to prominence. Um, although the, a lot of the talent was there, but he put his imprint on that team. Obviously, led them to a Super Bowl, led them to an NFC Championship game that they got to by beating the Saints. And the Falcons, a division rival, are interviewing winners to potentially be their head coach. Go back to the beginning, though. Talking about the Lions. When you as a team have expectations put on you, I would venture to say that when the expectations are high, it's even harder to live up to those expectations because those expectations are, are on you. That's why it's so hard for teams who win championships to continue such a high level of excellence because you are getting everyone's best shot because the yes. media has talked about you. You've been been crowned the top. So yeah. 
the Lions making the divisional game tells me that they have a head coach in place. And I know that a lot of people like may not like Dan Campbell. He's a little rah, rah, rah. Say whatever you want to say about Dan Campbell. He has coached this team to a divisional game. And when the expectations were set high for the Detroit Lions, he did not shrink in the moment. If anything, he rose above them. Don't don't let that man go out there and, and win this weekend and go take the Lions to the NFC Championship game. The Detroit Lions, Ryan. Lions, bro. What were the expectations of the 2023 Saints? What were we, what were we talking about? You know, just getting to the playoffs, you know? Just kind of be in the mix. Win the NFC South. Just, just win the NFC South and then win, win 10 games. Can you go win 10? Win 10 games. But I would say a majority was like the, the Saints should at the very least win the NFC South, right? I think as a consensus, that was something that was. That was the consensus. Heavily favored to win the NFC South. Thank you. Did they win the NFC South this, no. this season? No, no, no. Okay. Okay. So, in just doing that juxtaposition exercise, you have a head coach that had high expectations put on him and on his team, and not only did they meet those expectations, they exceeded them. And then you have the team like the New Orleans Saints, who the, the mere expectation was just winning the NFC South. The absolute right. shittiest division in football. That's it. And the man in charge, Dennis Allen couldn't do it. We got a lot to talk about on this podcast. We got Pete gone, Cody Burns gone. And that if that if that wasn't enough, oh, if that was not enough, you had you had the presser. I refuse to go back and watch any of it. The quotes are enough for me. Nah, bro. You gotta watch it, bro. You gotta watch it, it to bro. get the full experience, bro. Gotta watch it, man. At least listen to it. The audio will probably drive you crazy because he's chewing on gum the whole time, bro. Like murderously chewing on gum. Just oh my, like a like a look, bro. Italian, like a Italian eating pizza. Like hey yo, hey. you know my mom got her got her so it smacked the shit. Bro, <laughs> I think she heard me smacking, bro. Bro, it was one of her biggest pet peeves. My my wife. Boy, she can't stand shit like that, bro. Bro, that shit was driving me. He said he's chewing. He said, look, I'm chewing gum because I got a cough. And, you know, I'm chewing so I won't cough. But I was like, man, what I is Nicky chewing doing? chewing gum because you're lying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm usually pretty good at leading this, Ryan. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't even know where to lead this. Let, I don't even know where to start. Let's start. Let's start with the news that happened first. Like, so th- there was this this big hubbub of like this big news that was going to happen on early airline, oh, and all it was was just what, what was it, bro? It was just it's what we've been saying it was going to be, bro. You know, Pete got got told to look at the flowers, bro. Just, just look, look at the flowers, flowers. Pete. Bro, Pete was like, please, like, oh, put put it right there. Oh, blow my head back, please, please. He had his boxes packed already, bro. He was already ready to go. Bro, his box has been packed since the first offseason since child left, bro. He just gave his little badge. All right, here you go. See y'all later. 
They probably had like a little luncheon, you know, a little luncheon. They had some, had some cake hey. and gave you know, all right, guys. That had, that had 18 on it. <laughs> it's kind of wild, though. He, coordinated, he was with the Saints 18 seasons, bro. 18, bro. Longer than That's any coordinator ass- in the league, bro. That's a whole ass, like, adult at this point. Person born in 2006 is 18 now, right? That's crazy. That's how long, that's how long Pete's been. That's crazy, <laughs> bro. And look, man, the we, Pete we, won- we laugh at Pete, bro. Like, but you know, good on him, bro. He had a nice, had a nice career, man. Nice career with the Saints. He did. We we were, you know, we he caught fire from everybody, Saints fans, us, everybody. But you look, he had a nice career with the Saints, man. You know, he's see, and seemed like a pretty good dude, like a, just a good, yes, you know, solid, you know, just good coach. No, every person, like a, every player has talked well about him ever, you know. A high character, a high character person. Like that that's mm-hmm. one thing. And this is gonna be a theme of this episode, is who you are as a person. Cause mm-hmm. we cause we we cause we find some stuff out. Cause whatever whatever was going wrong with the team offensively, whether it's Pete's fault, whether it was Pete's fault or not Pete's fault, Pete always said, put it on him. He took the bullet, he took the blame. That's what a leader, and Pete's not even known to be a leader, right? Like Pete's yeah. just, but that's what a person with high moral standing does, especially, especially in something like the NFL when you're like an NFL coach of any capacity. Yeah. The interesting one to me, Cody Burns. Mm-hmm. Remember correctly. DA comes in. Oh, oh, Curtis Johnson. Oh, he, oh, he might, he might try to big time me in front of the players. Like, so, so I might, 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 might assert my authority. Uh, yeah. Curtis, you, you go, you going away. You, I know you don't been a head coach at Tulane, but I, I know best. Fired Curtis Johnson, brought in Cody Burns from Tennessee, and I mean. I, what, that's one of the things, right? As a route receivers coach, it's kind of hard to see what the results are. Yeah. But I mean, you have a player like Rashid Shahid who primarily, you know, came in as a returner and now, like, legitimately is an NFL weapon at route receiver. Yeah. AT Perry was a rookie, came on during the season. So I. I Maybe he was potentially doing his job well, and then two seasons he's gone. Um, our girl D put it on Twitter that a potential reason why Cody was gone was that maybe he didn't like the head coach of the Saints, Dennis Allen, continually throwing route receivers on the bus for doing things that wasn't their fault, but nothing was said wrong about Derek Carr. And here's the thing with being two-faced is I think that people just have a sense that, Oh, it was just the players that felt that way. When you're doing wrong, bruh, when you're doing wrong, people notice that stuff. People notice it, man. Oh man. So, Hell yeah. I'm not going to say that's the complete reason that maybe Cody Burns doesn't have a job, but I think it's part of the reason and you have someone like Joel Thomas, who's been with the team for years, say, you know what? 
Saquon, Brian Dable, like I don't, I don't care. New York, snow, blizzards, give me that over them working with Dennis Allen. I go, I go, bye, Joel. Like I, I'm so I sick of this I one don't. game. But like, goodbye. Hey. But like with, with Cody, hey. with Cody, like, but. Gotta stick, gotta stick with the agenda, Dwayne. Got like the, the agenda. Gotta, gotta push hey, it. Look, but, try to got an agenda. I gotta push, man. Shout out to Rob. <laughs> but uh, man, with Cody, I mean, think about it. You had Mike Thomas, you know, come out publicly on Twitter and basically defend um, Chris Olave, among other things. Mike Thomas is tweeting. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and put out on social media. You know, you like you gotta understand the like wide receiver coaches. They are like close, and from a coach's standpoint, they are closest to the player than any other person on the coaching staff. You know what I'm saying? Like those position coaches, they sit in those yes. rooms with them all day. Like they, they boys. You know what I'm saying? They text each other. They, yeah. they tight. You know what I'm saying? So it's just my work in theory that you know word probably got back to DA. That like, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, Cody what Cody ain't like that shit. You know what I'm saying? This is my working theory. This is not reporting. This is not me, you know, talking to sources or nothing like that. Reporting a little bit. Reporting a little bit. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's just weird that the wide receiver coach get capped. You know what I'm saying? But Doug Marone, Doug Marone's still there. You know, um, it's like what's what's exactly going on here? You know what I'm saying? What's what's going what's going on here? We'll never know. We'll never know the truth. You know, Cody, hey, open mic right here. Come holla, come holla, bro. Right here, right here. We'll, we'll, we'll reach out. Here, here's the and actually, look, should we talk about the like was Mickey gonna like take a higher role and then Kai was gonna become GM and so much, Ryan. So much in such a short period of time, bro. Like, <laughs> um, let's go with that because I, I, I'm still stuck on this morality thing as a person. I'm going to ask these questions to you hypothetically. Um, I want to, I want to protect people right so when um saints happy hour reported that just a quick note it was our it was hilarious to me that that got reported and got ran with and no one questioned single source but you know we we say shit and it's like who do these negroes know but just anyway let me just (laughs) matter at him he gets reported he's ran with a little bit ran with a lot I should say. Um, and even though Mickey during the pressure said like his role is not changing, blah, 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 which who, who knows? He may not, it, it still may change, right? We don't know, but I'm going to ask you this. So if Mickey had gotten a higher position, promoted, whatever, and Kai became GM, How would that have, in a in theory, if things didn't go back, if things didn't go well this upcoming season, and let's say, like at that point they had no choice but to fire Dennis Allen, 
who would be the person that would be firing Dennis Allen at that point? Yeah. Oh. Is is there anything in in there that would how that would benefit Mickey? Uh yeah, I mean it takes the heat off him. Kai is the GM. Kai got to sit at that press and answer them questions. You know what I'm saying. So we just just it's the morality thing. I keep going back to this morality thing. Here's another thing that's another thing that's even funnier. I get the sense, regardless of whatever was said at this presser today, there's like this sense that if things don't work with Dennis Allen this upcoming season, that he's not going to be co- like that next season will be his last season. If that's a prevailing thought in the front office as it is, why did this man have a job? Please. Please make me understand it. Please make me understand it. Either you believe in him or not. You know what I'm saying? Come on. Either you believe in him or not. And according to Mickey, he believes in Dennis Allen. You know, we got, we got, we got a young Chuck Noel right here, bro. Chuck Noel. Tom, Tom Landry, like the dude that basically built the NFL. <laughs> right here, bro. Tom Landry. Right here. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's name was brought up next to Dennis Allen. Bill Belichick. Bro. Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh. The architect of the West Coast offense. <laughs> The dude that built the NFL offenses today, his name was brought up with Dennis Allen. It was, it was, it was a 24 46, right? Bruh. I'm so, I'm so glad he did it, bruh. I'm so glad he did it, man. I'm so glad. Oh, you go ahead, because I don't even know if we was getting to that. You you, 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 you you roll it right now. Just keep going. Keep going. No, I, I was just saying, like, I, I, I'm i so happy he did it because finally got some national spotlight put on what we've been dealing with down here. Because people don't be paying attention to the New Orleans Saints. And we going through it down here. This is what we dealing with right now. You know what I'm saying? And I must say, bro, watching this presser, I've never seen Mickey like that. I've never seen – because, you know, Mickey just kind of like, you know, executive close mm-hmm, to the vest, mm-hmm. keep everything buttoned up. But he came out ready, bro. He was ready. He was fired up. He looked like he was on that Jim Irsay time. Like, he didn't get a little, a little hit before he got mm-hmm. on there. He was sweating. I'm like, maybe he need to call Jim again because Jim probably hired saying, uh, Shane uh, Dyken, hire shit, and he got the head coaching hire right. So maybe he hey, need to call hey, Jim and yeah. ask him what more. Hey, what, what was you taking? Because whatever I took Jim. did not work. Not for real, man. For real. <laughs> I, but I had never seen, uh, and Mickey was, he was in counterattack mode. You could tell he was, he was, he felt attacked. He felt attacked all season. For somebody that loves to say, hey, we don't pay attention to the outside, bullshit. Anybody that watched that person knows he pays attention to everything that's being said. Everything. Um, and the he, entire everything. team does. And he and he came out. He pulled out a pad out of his back pocket when the fourth question he got was asked, "Why did you keep Dennis out? For what reason?" He pulled that little tablet out, bah. like he was just about to drop 
some fire, you know, just so just so just Bars. like our case against Dennis Allen. Bars. Like our case against Dennis Allen. Oh, um, bro, it's like he it's like he listened to it and he's like made counterpoints, bro. And this nigga gonna come with some win lose win loss record stats for some of the greatest NFL head coaches, Hall of Fame head coaches over the past fifty years. <laughs> so if so, you saying if if Mickey was DA's attorney in the trial, right? You remember uh, my cousin Benny? Yeah, exactly. And you had the attorney <laughs> that looked like like he was great, and he just get up there and just start stuttering. <laughs> That was Mickey, bro. And thought he was cooking. Like, if you watch, he's like, oh, you think he's really cooking. Like, bro, you you are cooking yourself right now. Idiot, bro. Cooking yourself, man, because you're making yourself look bad. Like, bro, I told somebody, I was like, man, just come out and say, like, man, look, I believe in D.A. That's why. You know what I'm saying? Like, he does this, does that. Don't give me that Hall of Fame. Because we, come on now. We know. We know. We know that's not who DA is. DA is not and will never be a Hall of Fame or Hall of Fame caliber head coach in the NFL. I will stand on that. It will not happen. Won't happen, bro. It's not that I wish it. It's not that I wish it won't happen. Won't happen. It just won't happen. Won't happen. Because we see. We see what it is. And for him to come out like that and then just, it's like, I mean, you ever talk to some, you do it all the time. You talk to people all the time that's bullshitting you. You know they're bullshitting you. That's- and you even even you know they know that you they're bullshitting. Oh yes, oh yes. But we all supposed to sit here and act like nobody's being bullshitted. That's what it felt like. I was like Loomis, you know, like you know this is stupid. Like you know this is stupid. What you're saying, but that's what that's what we've been saying on this podcast is like, don't don't try to BS us as the fans. Like we dumb, not dumb. We are not dumb. The New Orleans fans. Fandom, fan base is a highly, highly intelligent fan base. Period. Emo- emotional, irrational, yes. yes. But we know All our those. shit too. But we know our shit, right? <laughs> this, I, I, I had to. This is cat. Like put a, a like a, a clarifying thing. Uh, this is like verbatim quote. <sighs> My assessment is Dennis Allen is a good coach. And again, Sean Payton, we went 10 and 6 the first year. And then we went 7 and 9, 8 and 8. I heard some of the same noise. But at the time, I knew we had a good coach, a good football coach. And I and so I think sometimes the hard thing to do is to be patient. Can you give me one distinct difference between Sean Payton's first 3 years and DA's even even just DH two years as the Saints head coach. Not even looking back to Oakland because I know Mickey likes to pretend that doesn't exist. But like just those just those two years, a, a big difference in those between them. Uh, like the NFC Championship. Oh, like the NFC Championship game, nigga. In his first season, <laughs> in his first season, where the the season prior to that, the Saints went three and thirteen and went through one of the worst natural disasters in U.S. history. And went to the NFC Championship the next year. Like, what are you talking about, bro? This is why it's like, bro. This, like, that's why what Loomis did caused him credibility. That that whole spiel he did about the Hall of Fame head coaches, it caused him credibility because everybody know you full of shit. 
full of you full of shit right now. And I mean, you bring up, oh my god, they need to talk about Billichick. He talk, he brought up Billichick's like first couple of seasons with the Browns, not with the Patriots, with the Browns. But you don't bring up DA's first couple oh, of seasons with Oakland. Oh, oh, that's the, oh, we we cherry we cherry picker. He bring up Bill Walsh, but he only mentioned the first two seasons of Bill Walsh, but not his third season because the third season he went thirteen and two or whatever. Thirteen. It's like, come on, bro. what are you doing? Let me what let me doing? let me bring it full circle. Remember DA's presser. He was kind of like throwing that jab at Sean, that that nine and yeah, eight, nine and eight, nine, nine and eight. It's, it's, it, yeah. it's the same, same thing. exact shit. They are peas of a fucking pod. And as much as we can be hard on Da, and as much as we can be hard on Mickey, this is a Gail Benson problem. Oh yeah, this is a Gail Benson problem because. It's like we were saying in the Discord last night. To quote you when you were talking about Marcus Davenport, like it's like, does Gail Benson like money? <laughs> yeah. Because this is happening under her watch. And we get it. She yeah. liked like to buy her brooches. She liked to be charitable and 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 boss the help around and make public appearances. You don't give two, give two shits about like the Pelicans or the Saints, really? But at some point during this past season, I think it was maybe around the Jags game-ish, something changed. And as hands-off that she has been thus far, something changed and she was not happy with how things were going with the Saints. I think I can now finally come out and fully say that. To the point where if things had continued to go poorly and bad, I think she was willing to step in and force a change. But what happened a lot during the games, there was those fake comebacks. The Jazz game had the fake comeback. The Texans game kind of ish had a fake comeback. There's a lot of uh, the Lions, Rams, Lions game Lions had game. A, fake, a, a big fake comeback. A lot of these fake comebacks, um, steered the things which in my head is like why why is this fake comeback steering the situation because if you're just looking at it if i'm so if i'm showing if i'm seeing that what i pay for goes into every game unprepared then that's a problem like it shouldn't be any fake comebacks it should be why are these players not prepared to play football so a lot of things went into maybe she didn't go as hard as she was initially wanting to. But at the bottom line, this is about money. And I know that's something that Gail was not happy about this past season. Because I think she started seeing how when the results on the field don't add up, it affects the bottom dollar. And that yes. makes owners pay attention. And a press conference that was had like that today, what? In what world does that inspire us as consumers? And don't worry, like I'm just saying, in general, a consumer who's a New Orleans Saints fan, you watch that press conference today, you hear that press conference today, you say, "Well, God damn it, I I am gonna fucking renew my season tickets immediately." Hell no, it's the opposite reaction. Shit, 
I'm calling them. I'm not renewing. Don't, don't bother sending me an email. Don't call me. Don't nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh, what do the, that's what they selling. They, that's, they, they are trying to sell us on DA. And here's the thing. Like, hey, look, look, I, I get it to a certain extent. They did finish nine and eight. Um, a winning record. Mr. Playoffs. Um, you could be there's there's a lot of you could be worse than nine and eight. You know they, you could be in a worse situation than where they are. So you could put on the rose colored shades, and if you want to squeeze and look, you say, okay, they won the last four to five games. Their car, their car started looking a little better. Let's change the you offensive know, coordinator. Start, yeah, players started coming together a little bit. Da 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 da. da. Okay, I could squint and see maybe a path to being to improvement you know what i'm saying but you also just got to be honest and look at the take a holistic look at the whole situation where it's just not working like what they talked about in uh, loomis precedent he talked about how you know people how everybody's gotten a little too comfortable everybody's gotten a little too comfortable that was his message to the players that was his message to the coaches that was a message to the front office, football operation, everything. Everybody got comfortable with where we are, and you know standards need to be you know back back to what they used to be. And the whole time I'm thinking, and matter of fact, like Mike Triplett was trying to ask him this, but like wasn't that the whole reason you kept DA and the whole continuity and the culture and this and that? And he kind of just you know sidestep. Not going to answer that. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this is some bullshit right here, man. This is some bullshit. But I will say this. Like, him saying that, him him at least admitting that things have gotten too comfortable around there, that the standards haven't been up to par. Um, at least I could I could take that. Like, I'm like, okay, at least they see that shit. You know what I'm saying? The standards are. But it's like. But it, are you just talking? Like, are you just saying the right, trying to say the right thing? Like, you know, like you know, I'm, like we do men. You know what I'm saying? We're like sometimes we just gotta say the right things. Like, you know, like yeah, baby, I need to communicate better. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would, you know, I ain't communicating as good as I should. You know, this man, this man coming so smooth with like you know, use it before. Bray, don't listen to this. Don't listen to this episode. Um, but here's the thing. It's it's funny. That you that he went on this like tan like I don't know this this tangent about players and people being too comfortable when the most comfortable person who doesn't have any worry at all yeah. is Mickey Loomis and and to a lesser degree Dennis Allen exactly like like they like when you chilling <laughs> like. Like Mickey Lewis, there is there is no one coming for his job. There is no nothing set to happen to him because of how close he is to Gail Benson. And so like 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 it's like stones, bro. Stones and glass houses, bro. Just just like you're the most comfortable one out of everybody. And the and the coach right. that you hired is pretty goddamn comfortable himself after not making the playoffs or winning the division two years in a row. But but every but it's it but again it's this account it's this every it's it's everyone else's everyone else's deal the players the coach the other coaches it's all it's all theirs um the like I believe like the Marshawn thing was brought up 
like the the option. Sidestep. <laughs> John Gruden. John Gruden. <laughs> um, something that was that was interesting. Let me let me get it back. Is going going to kind of going back to the whole Marshawn thing. Um, and I know he was asking about like Derek Carr and like the restructuring of his contract or whatever. What I just what I took away from this press conference is just reading all the the quotes and 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 the paraphrasing that coming came from this presser is that we as Saints fans have to realize that we have a very delusional front office right now. Yep. We have a front office that is delusional. Um, we have a GM who, and I said this in the Discord, and I've been beating this drum all season, even probably even before the season, is that you have a GM who is so, his ego is so big, and he's so set on proving to everyone that you know, it wasn't just Sean Payton. It just it wasn't just Drew Brees. It was, it was Mickey. Mickey was part of it too. It's like it's like he wants to be like he wants like it's a group project, and he wants like the teacher to like realize like his contribution he made to the group project. Nigga, just take the A. Just 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 take the A. Right, like, right. but his ego and his hubris isn't allowing him to. So he is so set on showing that he can win without Sean that he. And it's it's not even so much DA's fault at this at, from from the way like because he is so set on proving it everyone wrong that he is destroying the Saints single handedly. <laughs> like, do you know how ego how big your ego got to be that you like that you are? And the crazy thing is, here's the thing. I want to say like. I want to say, well, like, well, maybe he actually believes it. Well, if he actually believed it, then why was there potentially a secession plan that was potentially going to take the heat off him if he had to be fired next season? So does he actually believe it? Does no? Oh, we. Mm, 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 mm. I've been I've been waiting for this one. I've been waiting for this one, and kind of like, man, what what all can I say on the pod? What can I not say? But I just I just I just want I just want like I I want that was so powerful. I'm going to say it again. If you believed it so much if you believed in dennis allen so much and if you were as delusional as people think that you are why is there a potential a uh, plan to set up to take the heat off you if dennis allen has to be fired next next season so that means music so that means you are intentionally you are intentionally dismantling what the New Orleans Saints are because of your hubris and because you bottom line, Mickey Loomis is a fucking bitch. Mm. Speak on it. Speak on Mickey it. Mickey Loomis is a bitch. Can I, can I, can I say it? Can I say it? Yeah. Yes, you can. Be a fucking man. You get paid millions of fucking dollars to do what? You got to go out and do a couple of, pressers here and there you fly around you got to go to games home and away games blah 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 boohoo 
you getting paid all this money, you you close to Gail, you close to the Benson's and all that, you got it made in the shade, be a fucking man. Have some balls. Like, to me, one of the biggest things I learned these last couple of days is that Mickey Loomis has no, like, conviction. And when someone has no conviction as, and he's supposed to lead the team, the general manager, he's supposed to lead the team. Nah, man, this is, this is some dark shit. Because when you're setting up a potential plan to not get the heat put on you if your plan didn't work. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Some dark shit, bro. You, you said on this podcast in the, pod, on the past before, when the offense wasn't playing well under, under Sean, what did Sean say? We got to play better. Not good enough. Not good enough. Not good enough. We got to play better. And so it, it's on me. I'll be a man. Sorry. And I don't want to make this like a, a, a toxic masculinity thing or whatever. Be, just be a person with conviction. And if you didn't get it right, then stand in line and get the fire for not getting it right. And then maybe, and maybe try to have an actual coaching search next next time and try to get it right. Sit. We are in it. a mist of maybe Bill uh, Bill Belichick's going to go somewhere this season. Jim Harbaugh may be coming back to the NFL. Pete Carroll's out there. Maybe he goes to coach and maybe he goes up in, in Seattle's um, 
um, Seattle like as a higher role. There are Super Bowl winning coaches or and a coach who has turned around, who's a program builder in Jim Harbaugh, terrible person, mind you, and he would fit in great with the Saints, you know, cap, Catholics and all that. But that's no offense to Catholics, by the way. I'm just saying it. If you know, you know. Um, <laughs> no offense taken. No. Oh, right. Uh, so there are just there's a plethora of winning head coaches available, right? Like this, it would have to be us. This like this has never happened before that I can think. Where you have um, two Hall of Fame head coaches, and if Jim Harbaugh won a Super Bowl and and may, like they are just available, just you just got to get out there, bro. <laughs> it's out there, bro. The Falcons have interviewed two of them, Ryan. Two of them. And Ben, ben Johnson ain't even hit the market yet. <laughs> but we got y'all been washed on the staff and we supposed to be okay, bro. Okay. We alright. We good. We good over here. We good over here. But it's like you said, man, no conviction. And he's, he's having fake conviction about DA. Like, I believe he is a Ooh. good head coach. That's what That's what he said. I believe DA is a good head coach. And I just, how? Like, where do you see that? Like, give me the evidence. Show me the evidence. You got players. You, you admitted yourself. The players split during the season. There was a, there was a split. There was, you know, whatever you want to call it. I, I mean, if you don't want to say lost the locker room, didn't lose the locker room, I don't care how you split it. Mutiny. There were issues. Mutiny. There was issues in, in the Saints locker room this season. And you can say, oh, well, because it wasn't winning. Well, because it was the, was it because they weren't winning or were they were not winning because of it? Like, which one is it? You mm. know what I'm saying? Um, you have, I mean, we could just talk about the coaching decisions, you know, game by game. Like, do you ever, like Mickey Loomis, watching the Saints, do you ever watch and be like, man, we have a coaching advantage? advantage. I never feel that way. I just never feel that way, Ever. man. Da, we got da. Ever. There was plenty of time. There was plenty of times going into games like with Sean Payton. I'm sorry, I got baby. We got to keep but with Sean Payton. There were plenty of times, and you know he didn't win all of them. But there were times like man, even if our team wasn't that good, like our talent wasn't that good, but like man, but Sean Payton, you know what I'm saying? You just had that faith, like man, he could come up with a plan. plan. You know what I'm saying? Even even and even through like some of those 79 mm-hmm. years. They'll beat a they'll beat a really good, you know, really good Eagles team or a good Cowboys team or something like that where they just came up with a plan to beat that good team. I never feel that way with Dennis Allen. And he hasn't showed any evidence. Yeah, okay, you beat the Bucks. The Bucks are quote unquote a good team this year. Okay, you beat them. Good good job. Oh, bro, way I, to go. bro I, I was watching <laughs> I was watching the game on Monday. I'm just like, oh I, I, I already I already see the tweet been written. Like someone like know, it's up in their chest, bro. You already know. The Bucks is this year's Eagles team with with Da and and Trey Quan walking in the locker room, bro. This is the, yeah. the Bucks team is is that team for this year, bro. <laughs> and it was it was it was in, it was in Tampa, just like it was in Philly, bro. Like it is identical. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing, though, and I, I'm glad that our dude Luke keeps pointing it out. Did everyone get the Man in Black eraser? Regarding that fucking Thursday night Rams game. 
Did everyone, Hello? Did everyone get that? You know what? I didn't I didn't get it because we were there, right? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Everybody fought, won the last four or five games. What's that, that four of five? What's that one you keep omitting that would have put you in the playoffs? And you got dog. Put you in the playoffs. You got dog. Dog what? Looked, looked like you didn't belong. Looked like you didn't belong. I don't care what the score said. Nope. Go and pull up the score and the stats and be like, oh, it feels kind of no, close. Bro. No, it wasn't. No, no it wasn't. It was not. I watched the game. A, it was not close. It was a snuff film, bro. And I, you, snuff do, film. do you remember that Sunday night football game? It was Saints Cowboys, and the Cowboys like blew us the fuck out. And it was like Tony Romo, Demarco Murray, um, Des Bryant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't remember what year it was. So I, that game was. I don't in, remember what year. That game was in Dallas. Was it like maybe 2015? Maybe. Um, Something like that. But that game was in Dallas. I went I went to that game with my uncle, and it was a bloodbath. And I think we left, like, mid-third quarter, right? And that obviously that was with Drew, blah, blah, blah. Even that game, even that game, what did not feel anything remotely close to that Saints-Rams game on Thursday Night Football, man. Like, I can't, I can't even verbally explain how lopsided that game was but just being there where our seats were you obviously we got to see kind of like basically like the all 22 and i saw what the, i just i just saw it man like it we didn't belong on the field like we did not belong oh. on the fucking field here's the thing we play them next year <laughs> and they made the playoffs even though they're out the playoffs now let me let me throw this let me throw this thing at you real quick, real quick. Right, let me we just keep the shit real. Um, the Rams had two rookies that they drafted this year. One had eight sacks. One had seven sacks. You you could add up the sacks that Foskey and Peyton Turner had his whole career, bro, and don't and don't even get close to the many <laughs> sacks. One of the rookies had this season, Ryan. Right, and didn't. Rams ain't had a first round pick since what, Jared Goff. Could the niggas be scouting? Scout. <laughs> scouting, Ryan. Come on, man. Come on, man. Um, and these are things that weren't mentioned. You know, like Moomin's loves to just paint everything like, oh, oh, you know, just something. It's like, bro, like talk about the was misses Trevor, on first round pick. Was Trevor Pitt brought up? Yeah, Trevor Pitt. Okay. He was brought up, and oh, I, you know, we still believe in Trevor Penning, and you know it was unfortunate he got hurt, and then you know some confidence issues, and look, Wait, what felt, it, it was it was a it was any you know Loomis. Sometimes you admit things. Sometimes you talk so much you admit things. Oh boy, I, said, my clients do it all the time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And he said he felt Penning got thrown into the fire this year. So he got thrown into the fire. He missed part of the offseason because he was recuperating. And then he gets thrown in as the starter. I'm like, Loomis, whose decision was that? Bill Walsh. You're Bill Walsh. That was Bill Walsh's decision. And then you talk about confidence. It's like, like the answer's right in front. You are, make, you are answering your own question right now, bro. It's like, It's it's unbelievable, man. It's unbelievable. 
Um, but, you know, it's DA is a good head coach. Stellar. Um, uh, let's go back to the whole Pete thing real quick. So I, I've been I've been really on the fence about if we should do uh like a a draft party for our Patreons this year. Listen, man, I'm looking at these prices. Hold on, hold on. I was looking at these prices. Man, as Saints fans, like what 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 do we really have to look forward to this season? Like, I mean, this this off season. Not much. Well, maybe season two, but like at least keep it till the off season, right? Not a whole bunch, right? Not a lot, bro. We 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 owe it to the people who support us to give them something to look forward to, bro. Like I'm looking like the prices ain't terrible. And if we gonna be in this type of football hell, bro, at least we be in it with fucking people who are in it with us. So I, I haven't made the decision yet, but I think, think I might pull the trigger on it. I think, I think we might have to do another another draft meetup. Maybe, uh-huh. maybe. We'll see. Um, hey, tell me I'm there. Okay. So, one other thing. Did okay. I don't. I don't want to get the quote wrong, but did Mickey bring up something regarding like there needed to be like something like exciting happening or whatever? Or they needed some type of excitement or I don't remember what the quote was. Um. So now I gotta find. I don't remember the hell. It was. I think it was put in our in our in our Discord. Um, hopefully, it's, I know this is great podcasting. Um, it was like from today. Uh, okay, I found it. Uh, uh, uh sorry. Okay. Uh he said our our dude uh Andrew Hugh one says I thought it was funny that he said they need to get some excitement going in the building. Okay. So my response to that is like that that was something that was said on, at the pressure. They need something excited going in the building. How is that like to to the fans if that's what you're saying, you're going to re- reward the fans with excitement by potentially trading Marshawn Lattimore maybe trading Taysom Hill, maybe trading Alvin AK. That's going to be exciting in the building? I don't see it. I don't see where the excitement comes from. Outside of drafting a quarterback high, you know, like. These are the two things. As a fan, these are the two things that would legit get me excited. Not a lot, but just a little. A little like shiver, right? Like, ooh, mm-hmm. like you said, drafting a quarterback, probably high, and or drafting Brock Bowers. That's it, bro. That's it. There's, there's that. That oh, is yeah. it. That is it. I kind of have made this, and this is just me, just you know, m- messing around and in, in Discord and kind of just thinking like a team building perspective, right? Is that right now this team is so focus on winning with Dennis Allen, winning with Derek Carr. Like, what's the best way to maximize that potentially for the short term and long term if DA and Derek Carr is not going to be here long term, which they probably aren't. And so I just said, if you're going to go with like, just we we believe in Derek stick so much and it's probably not needed because you have Chris Olava, you have Rashid Shahid, you have a A.T. Perry. 
Go sign T. Higgins. Sign T. Higgins in free agency. Go sign T. Higgins. Go draft Brock Bowers. That's what in whatever you would say. And I'm not saying that would make the team good, great, or whatever. At the very least, that should be, depending on what Derek Carr we get, that should be somewhat exciting, right? Because, again, I'm not looking at this from like, oh, this is going to be long-term for Dennis Allen and and D. Those are good players that, good to great players that you have on your team, regardless of who's at the helm of it. Exactly, exactly. That's some some shit you could do that make it exciting. And that's where I'm at now with the offseason. I'm like, you know what? I'm looking long term. I'm looking at there you you go. What what can we do? What can we do this offseason to build it for the next head coach? To build it for the next quarterback. There you You go. I'm saying because time, you know, time, you know, the Saints ain't going nowhere. They're still going to be here, whether that's Dennis Allen leaving or whatever. It still got to build a team, so I'm just kind of looking at it like that. And they are, you know, they're doing the offensive coordinator search. Uh, that's uh, about, put in about to talk for. Okay, you can go ahead. Uh, so they requested Dan Pitcher, who is the quarterbacks coach for the Bengals, Zach Robinson, who's the Rams passing game coordinator, and Saint Waldron, who is the Seahawks offense coordinator. So something that interesting names. It is. Something that I want, I was a little weird to me that I needed clarifi- clarifying was I was just coming from the standpoint is that they wanted to interview people last season for OC and no one returned their calls. So since I, you know, was asking like what what changed, right? Like what, why, you know, do they potentially have these people calling them back? They have these interviews potentially set up. So. I'll start with saying Rodrin, and, and again, I'm going to play the hypothetical kind of ask Ryan question game. Uh, so saying Rodrin was the Seahawks off or is was Seahawks offensive coordinator. We say is what happened with the Seahawks this off season? No, I mean, they failed. They didn't make it. No, no. Off season. Uh, oh, the head coach got, got, got moved on from. Okay. Who hired saying Waldron? Be Carroll, be Carroll. Um, so if you're saying Wadron, um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna use one of your your wire quotes because you hate when I quote the wire. Um, but if you see that the person that hired you is no longer employed, what the, what what may that what might that mean for you? Yeah, you got to have no job, nigga. <laughs> Cold out there. That's just the facts of the business. You know, there's only yeah. there's only thirty two OC jobs available. You know what I'm saying? Every year. So, so you know, and but look, I will say they put requests to interview these people. Like they just request that we ain't we we ain't nothing new interviews set up as far as I know, as far as I can see from the reporting, ain't nothing set up. So we'll see. You know, if they get the return calls, if you know, if the Rams approve, uh, well, uh, they're they're. They, well, I, the don't Rams, can, they, I don't think they. Yeah, can, they can't. They can't deny that because it's, it's higher. A, it's a step up. Right? Yeah, but uh, you know, we'll see. Can um, I, and I, I don't think this would happen because this time they put the request like 
this time they act like it's actually like public that the requests were made, but last year it kind of was yeah. like it really wasn't. Right. Calls. Yeah. Oh, it would be I'm not I don't think this would happen, but man, it would be embarrassing as fuck if they requested all three and they and they all got fucked. I don't think it, I I, don't, I I would I don't think that could happen, bro. I would have never seen anything like no. that. But it because at that point it'd be national, bro. Like yeah, man. That's it. You know, you wouldn't want to see that. But no. those are interesting names. I, I say, you know, you could tell they're obviously going for the McVeigh, Shanahan tree type of thing, which, you know, nothing wrong with that, man. Like, I'm all for bringing in <clears throat> some new blood. I thought Dan Pitcher did a good job with, uh, what's their backup QB name? Oh, with, uh, Jake, with Jake Browning. Uh, Jake Browning, he did a, thought he did a real good job yes. there. Yes. Um, Zach Robinson, apparently he used to work for PFF before he got with McVeigh. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Nigga. Got with PFF. And Ain't no way, bro. <laughs> so he'll be interested in Shane Waldron. You know, he did a good job with Geno last year, this year. I mean, Geno wasn't terrible, but, you know, he just kind of took a step back. Right. Uh, you know, but you know, it'd be interesting to see what they bring to the table and what they're allowed to bring to the table. Thank which you. Is Thank key. you. Talking about it. What what DA allows them to bring to the table? Because if you're gonna have be heavy handed, and I want this, I mean, look, obviously, as the head coach, you got to have a like a global vision of what you Uh-oh. want. Well, we we we, we back, also we back, got we back to where is what is the vision? What's <laughs> the vision? What's the vision? Also. You bring in some young coach, you got to let them bring their ideas. This is what I want to do. Here's what I see offense. Here's some things I want to bring to the table. You know, here's some players we can may, or this this player right here and this player right here might not work for what I want to do or something like that. You got to let them, you know, they might want to bring another coach or two with them or something right. like that. You got to be open to let them cook, man, because you are a defensive head coach. Let somebody do like Sean, Sean Payton. Bit his nuts in 2009. He bit his nuts. He said, you know what? I'm going to get rid of my friend, uh, Joe Gibbs, or whatever his name was. Gary Gibbs. Um, Gary Gibbs. Um, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take less less of my salary and, you know, make Greg Williams the highest paid coordinator in the, in the, in the NFL because we need some defense on this team. We cannot do this. And he gave Greg Williams the keys to the defense. You run it. You run it how you want to run it. Look, this is what I like. I like pressure. You cook for me, and we're going to go get it. And that's what he did. D.A., he's going to have to do the same thing. Bring you O.C., give him the keys, and let him do his thing, man. It, <laughs> you know, either it works or it don't, you know. Wouldn't the, wouldn't the crazy inverse of this upcoming season be like the offense actually be pretty decent, but like the defense regresses because they are getting around. They get getting around. They get rid of like I mean, I'm not gonna say the Marshawn thing's like a hundred percent gonna happen, but it's probably like more more than fifty. I would say I was yeah, at least more than, more than 50. fifty, right? So Marshawn's gone potentially. That's a hit on defense. Demario Davis, who made second team All Pro, like he's what thirty six, um, and yeah. we still need to do our. <clears throat> you know our our players trending up episode when I'm I'm sure we will but whew. um but <clears throat> I mean <clears throat> just like as a preview not D 
do not do not name Brian Breesey. Who are the ascending players on the Saints defense? I can't think of any, man. I would maybe, and it's a small, simple, super small sample size, but I like what I saw from Jordan Howden. But he's a rookie. Like, yeah. That is it, Ryan. <laughs> like, can't even, can't yeah. even say Zach, can't even say Zach Bond because he's a free agent. Free agent, like I, outside of Bruce E, it's 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 tough sledding, man. And my thing is, where's the speed on defense, man? It's it's becoming a slower defense where teams where you just like people really need to try not to fall for the fool's goal. This the Saints, the Saints not only had one of the easiest schedules this season or the easiest schedule. They had one of the easiest schedules in like the last thirty years. Like it was a ridiculously easy schedule, bro. Like, and that is absurdly. not not even counted for with like that's just the teams that they played that they were scheduled against. Right, that is not even accounting for the amount of injury luck they got this season. <laughs> they played well, the they played the Packers out, and I I, I don't want to go on the tangent, but I was really thinking about it watching that that Packers Cowboys game of like I I, I know that both Mickey Loomis and DA are gonna like look back on all those Green Bay games and the Bucks game that they won and like be like but but, but look but look see like yeah like yeah. see how and it's like watching that Packers game I know he's gotten some 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 heat in the past Michael LaFour can coach his ass off, bro. Oh, yeah, man. Michael LaFour can coach his ass off, and that is a team that, and this is just the Packers do, and I don't want to get into it, but I was just kind of just juxtaposing those two teams because then then you have someone like Cam Jordan on Twitter talking about, like, oh, it's 9-8, and and it was just the Packers. Like, when I – when I was saying the shit about D.A. and his loser mentality infecting the culture of the Saints, that was the shit I was talking about, bro. I didn't think it was going to be Cam out of all, out of all yeah, players. You can. You can. A younger but player. You know what, like, yeah. But a lot of players feel like that. But a lot of players are just like, man, we just want to get to the dance. You know what I'm saying? But, like, come on, man. Like. The stand, like the standards, have to be high, and it has to come from that's, the top. That's my those, point. Those high standards have to come from the top. This man was like, like saying, "Well, we were we were eight nine and eight two in the." I'm like, Nick. Bruh, Nick, Nick Sirianni was in the Super Bowl like a year ago, and they, they, I saw fired Nick Sirianni signs in the in the in the stadium. It was all you good. Know, it was all questions good. about what. It was all good just a week Michael ago. Carter. Mike McCarthy, what? Back to back to back 12 win seasons. But the standard ain't met. Y'all lose as soon as y'all get in the playoffs. The standard ain't there. You know, like, set the standard high, man. And, you know, yes, Loomis did talk about that today. But it's just talk. Like, you got to show me actions. Actions speak louder than words, man. I, I, I want to show me you have five standards. I want you, I want to thank you for kind of putting the perfect bow on this podcast episode in terms of setting the standards because it goes back to what I talked about at the very beginning of the podcast episode with the Detroit Lions. Their standard was right here coming into the league. And the funny thing right. is, like, 
they probably put those standards on themselves because I'm sure that's kind of how Dan Campbell rolls. But the standard was set so high for them because two things. One, if you just watched Detroit football games last season, you just you saw it, bro. Like you saw it. Like you like you like, man, this team is close. Like you like they get some this team is close, right? Plus, they're the Lions, and they're kind of like the lovable loser, and people want them to do well, yeah. and I get that. Of course. But the internal standard was already set high for the Lions. And then the, the me here comes big NFL media, just and they just putting the standard that's even higher, bruh. Yep. To have the pressure of that being your standard and not only meeting that standard, but achieving that standard is a mark of how a team is ran greatly by great leadership. But when you have yes. players out here tweeting, oh, well, we were not an eight just like the Bucks were, too, and they just got. Oh. Let me stop. Let, let me stop. Anyway. Get Cam, get Cam out of here. <laughs> Time to go, Cam. Please. <laughs> go get your ass on NFL Network. Like, like the, Dennis Allen was, was, was running that man down with multiple vehicles in her presser. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we we went in we went over an hour. I knew we would. I I was like, man, we might hit two hours tonight, but we're not we're not gonna get two hours. But um, I I think we hopefully covered as much as we could um from everything that's that's happened these last couple of days. Um, I I I, I, mean, I kind of apologize for not being up sooner, but I was I was spending time visiting grandma um in Texas and Lubbock, and so. All this shit was happening. I was like, "We'll talk about this shit when I get back." Like, <laughs> I had we got, we got we got time. We got time. Um, this is funny, man. Mitch, my dude, Mitch, Time Lord, Mitch, said in the Discord, like, "Man, can can we get some good news?" <laughs> it's just like, nah, bro. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see where the good news uh, coming from. I don't. I, I don't know. <laughs> I need it. I need. It. Like, I'm like, man, I love. I want something good. To Damn, we get something. Something, bro. Damn. Something. I don't know. Um, I just, it just, it feels just a, like a gross, it's a gross place to be as a fan. And I think what makes this off, off season especially worse is kind of what I was saying on earlier is that there are so many actually like great winning head coaches available. Like, if, oh, if this was like, like, a, like a shitty coaching cycle, I'd be like, I mean, yeah, you know what I mean, but like, you got Bill Belichick. You, whoever, do you, you remember that clip that uh, Arthur Blank got asked, and like it went like viral because like it was like a great media question, and people like whoever the reporter was just like just asked Arthur Blank a question that probably that honestly should have been asked like Mickey Loomis during the presser today. Honestly, like it was like right. Basically saying is like, y'all suck. Like y'all haven't been winning. So what are you like? So what is what are you going to be able to tell the fans that's it's going to change this season, this next upcoming season? Because whatever y'all been saying last, like the last couple seasons, it don't work. It's not working. How is it going to change? I'm paraphrasing. And Arthur Blank said, "That's a good question." Like he said, uh, he said we were, you know, he kind of gave like kind of the typical owner answer, but you could tell just in listening to that, that he was like, we got to get this shit right. 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 
And then they go out and interview Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh in the span of a couple of days? Your our division rivals are interviewing absolute winners, but yet our the head coach of the Saints just apologized to the the former head. This is where we are. What what are we talking about? We're talking about not- expectations. Uh, expectations and standards. And standards, bro. I talked about it. I talked about it. Uh, I said, I don't know if it was on Discord, but it's like, like Gail Benson is really her. Uh, like she has to constantly ask because she owns a business, a multi-billion-dollar business. You know, she has to constantly ask herself: Are we doing everything humanly possible with all the resources we have available to be the best? To be the best, not second best, not third best, the best. And I don't see how you could ask that question of yourself and then look at what y'all doing and be like, yes, yes, we, we're doing everything possible. When you got Bill Belichick out there, you got Jim Harbaugh out there, you got Ben Johnson potentially being out there soon. You know, I don't see how you could, how you can honestly say that answer that question with a yes and look at what's been on the field. Look at the product that's been on the field the last two, three years, you know? Cause I mean, here's the thing. If we, if we just speak in businesses, I'm not, I'm not a, a super astute business person, but your consumers telling you what they, what they think of your product. Are they not? Exactly. And I, and exactly. last time I checked, it's not because we don't got the money as Mickey liked to have said that we, we didn't earlier this season. Um, quick, quick side note. And I know things are feels and are pretty dire for us right now as Saints fans in terms of like football standings. Imagine being a Seahawks fan, bro. <clears throat> the head coach that that essentially did like a mini rebuild. Essentially, you're doing what what Pete Carroll. And I, I'm blanking on the name. Is it Snyder? No. I'm trying to think who the, the GM. Yeah, John Snyder. It's John Snyder, right? What Pete, mm-hmm. Pete Carroll and John Snyder was, were able to do with the Seahawks post-trading a franchise quarterback in a mini rebuild where they were like, I remember last season, they, they were like slide to pick like top five in the draft, bro. Like they're supposed to be like a shit team. Just like the Bucks yeah. are supposed to be a shit team, by the way. Um, the Seahawks have basically been able to do like a mini rebuild that the Saints have been trying to kind of say that they're not doing what they are doing, but they haven't been successful at it. If we're being honest, the Bucks have kind of done a mini rebuild too, if we're just being honest. But imagine being a Seahawks fan. You have Pete Carroll. He's taking you to two Super Bowls. John Snyder fires Pete Carroll to more than likely hire Dan Quinn. If I was a Seahawks fan watching that fucking Cowboys game this past weekend, bro, I'd be like, Karen, Dan Quinn, and he got booty banded and and Demarcus Lawrence, (laughs) and they out there getting dicked in front of all the hoes, and we getting a Pete Carroll for this. I'd be hot, bro. All right, bro. And here's the thing about Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn, because he, I mean, he was with the Falcons for a nice stretch. He was. And one thing, one thing he was not able to do was replicate that defensive success. Nope. From a head from a head coaching position, you know what I'm saying? Hell of a defensive coordinator. Yes, but 
Like, when you're the head coach, it's just different. You can't run your defense, like, minutely like you can when you're a D.C. And, like, that would that would worry me, bro. That would worry me. It would worry me, especially offensively. Geno, like, I don't know where he at with Geno because, you know, like, like Geno was really a Pete Carroll guy, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So now you back in that, that whole quarterback market. Like, Dick Vanquist had Matt Ryan at his highest level. You know, and Kyle Shanahan back when they were winning, Kyle Shanahan and all that, like, bro, hold out, chip, boys. It gets cold quick, bro. It gets cold quick. We we talked. We we brought up what we brought up. Bill Belichick. We brought up Pete Carroll. We brought up Jim Harbaugh. We haven't brought up like Mike Vrabel, who's also like all these good Vrabel. I forgot about that. Elite (laughs) to good, like elite to great to good head coaches, all in this coaching cycle, right? All of them in this coaching cycle. But we got we got Dennis Allen. Dennis ain't yeah, down. Dennis the, 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 young young Bill Walsh, right? Young boy. Young, young, young Bill Walsh. That's what I started calling him, bro. Just, just young Bill Walsh, bro. Young Bill Walsh. I, I couldn't believe it. I was I saw that bro, I saw that presser and my mouth was open the whole time because I couldn't believe what I was watching. And it was so funny, bro. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe because I'd never seen Loomis like that. I'd never seen him like that. Well, and just bullshit. Like just, just bullshit. Just lying, bro. Like, yep. <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's the thing about well, you. You don't believe this. Here's the thing about bullshitter, bro. You, you can't. You can't bullshit a bullshitter. Like people say that. That right. is factual. And. <laughs> Can't. Anyway, wrapping it up. So, thank y'all so much uh, for being patient for us getting this episode up. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Hopefully, and I should have should have said that at the very beginning. But if you watched this far, please like and subscribe on YouTube. Um, shout out to all our Patreon. Shout out to our listeners, just in general. Um, we are going to try to do a live show um, this week. Um, we gotta work out the details. More than likely, if we do do one, I gotta talk with Ryan about schedule. Might be have to be on Friday. I'll be in Phoenix on Friday for work, but we could do maybe a quick 30, 30, 40 minute live show from the um, hotel from me in the hotel room. Um, honestly, I think a live show would be uh, a good like if there is if there is a week to do a live show, it's it's this week after that fucking whatever that fucking shit was today. Yeah. Uh, just just call it the fucking um, like react reacting to to mickey's presser it's just we might have just played a presser like during it and just like live reacting <laughs> or something <out> of it. <laughs> Ooh, don't don't let me go to the new orleans website and figure out how to download it bro because we 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 be oh but anyway um but be on the lookout for that um for the live show we'll we'll, we'll figure it out when and where but we'll try to get that up too but thank y'all for all support we know it's the off season we know things seem dire because unfortunately they, they they are dire but just know that with us as a podcast we we tell it like it is and we're gonna tell the truth and i i take a lot of pride in now like people like all the stuff we've been saying on this podcast for a very long time people are like oh shit <laughs> They were right. <laughs> they were right, man. 
I work like 10 hour days, bro. Like what, 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 why would I come home and talk about the Saints and just lie and pull a Mickey Loomis up for like an hour, bro? Like I have, I have better things to do. I be, I literally have better things to do. Um, We want, we tell it like it is because at the end of the day, we, we want to hold the team accountable. We want to hold the people in power accountable when they need to be held accountable. When teams win and doing well, we throw all the flowers that are deserved. Go, go back oh, and listen to our recap show after the second game of the season or the preview pod before whatever game was game three. Was that the Packers game? I don't remember. Um, go back and listen to those episodes because we were befuddled of why the fan base was so like downtrodden after being yeah. a 2-0. Like, man, well, y'all, y'all just relax. We was, we was like, so you cannot tell us we always negative. Can't do it, bro. We would try to, tell, we would try to tell y'all, like, man, this we two and zero. Y'all chill. <laughs> but, 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 you know, as, as evidence, as evidence started to show itself. When shit, when shit go, when shit go bad, it's when, it's when we kind of just like just become our best versions of ourselves on this podcast. Like, but we don't want, we yeah. don't want, we don't, we want to shed that skin. We want to, we we right. want. I, I just want a Saints Block Party podcast season where they go like I don't know, bro. Like, ten, like can they like ten, ten and seven? But it's like a fun ten and seven because even they went nine yeah. and eight this season, bro. It was not like a fun nine and eight, bro. It was like a. Just like yeah, it was tough, dirt, dirty work, bro. But can we just get some like to watch. Anyway, thank y'all for the support um, and being patient. We do truly, truly appreciate it. Um, we'll be back this week, hopefully for our live show, and then next week we'll be back with our episode, with another episode, um, re- recapping any news. But I think something that we want to do for next week is doing the um, the ascending players, like you know top five players ascending, top five players descending and things like that yeah. for the season, things like that. But anyway, thank y'all so much. We will be back later this week, hopefully, and next week. With that, we're out. Peace. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.